the leader. Yo, buddy. Oh, stop it. No, I was just laughing that I, I heard you breathing. Yeah, I'm a very heavy breather, unfortunately. Right. Hey, everyone. Welcome to uh, Turnbuckle Boogie. I'm Timothy Styles. With me is a professional wrestler, uh, Cutthroat Cody. That's me. Hooray. So, uh, you know, I reserve this opening to do plugs, but I don't feel like it. I got a lot of shit I want to talk about. Let's get right to the show. You ready to boogie? Shut up. Let's boogie. Let's boogie. Here we are. I could do the, I could do the edit later. <laughs> you don't even have to fucking edit it. Just keep it growing. Yeah. So here's the here's the uh, the question. We we you know you came in. We made our our tea here. Yes, sir. And uh, we started rapping about something, and it got my mind going already. Uh, <laughs> what I don't have a proper question, but this is more of a topic of discussion. Okay. At what point did professional wrestling? Am I hot or anything? I think you're okay. Okay, I want to zoom in here just to just to keep an eye on things on the levels. Sorry, yes, folks. Sir. Th- this is audio stuff. You don't care about it. Okay. Now, at what point did professional wrestling become about doing damage to the nape of the neck? At what point did professional wrestling become about doing damage to the nape of the neck? Yeah. It's like, uh, did you ever see that Japanese uh, anime attack of the, attack of, what is it, attack, attack on, on Titan? Attack on Titan? I've, yeah. I've watched like one episode of Man, Attack it, on Titan. It is fucking twisted. If anybody hasn't seen, and there's actually live action versions of this shit. Yes. It's about like this... Uh, futuristic society that's been isolated behind these big walls because these titans which are just gigantic human beings who eat little human beings like if we were to like you know pick up snails and just be like ah yes except for the giant people are like (laughs) they kind of look like uncle frank from hellraiser well they're like incredibly stupid yes uh, so it's like giant babies running at you like, <laughs> Oh, food everywhere. And they're just putting human beings in their mouth. And it's, it's horrifying. It's essentially a horror, uh, movie. What was the, the old children's tale? Um, Paul Bunyan. What about him? I mean, it's kind of, uh, grotesque take on the story of Paul Bunyan. It who is? is a gigantic. I mean, he was a giant, right? It has nothing to do with Paul Bunyan. The only similarity is Just that... Just a slight comparison. Is that Paul Bunyan was a giant lumberjack. <laughs> well, and so just imagine if Paul Bunyan was a gigantic lumberjack baby that ate people. Right. So... But the point is, is uh, uh, they figure out that the only way to take down these titans is to uh, essentially do like a sword strike at the, at the base of the neck. Right. You know, right across the spinal column, and it just kills them. So I think I mean but think you know about what I'm the introduction I... of the pile driver in uh-huh. professional wrestling, um, the introduction of the DDT. Uh, I think at that point, uh, even going to New Japan with Antonio Inoki, the Insiguri head kick. Uh, I think 
I wouldn't be able to put an exact timestamp on it, but I mean, like, the creation of but moves. You, yeah, but if you really think about it, like, you and I have played a lot of professional wrestling video games over, I'm willing to bet, three decades. Yes. And if you were to create a character, which is a thing that's been available to us for, well, 20 years at this point. Fire Pro Wrestling was the first wrestling game to have a creator wrestler. Uh, whatever. I'm just saying. Uh... I'm sure that it was. I mean, it was very crude. Yes. But the point is, is when you create a wrestler, you pick all their moves and shit like that. And it's like a lot of it's like brain buster. And, you know, it's about killing a guy high on the high on the back. Yeah. Head head and neck. Yes. Head and neck. I think with the creation of. So if you look at the. There was a match I saw recently with a. The Destroyer, Dick Byer mm-hmm. versus Ricky Dozen. And it, at that point, I mean, the match itself, um, towards the end of the match, they, they're they working the leg a lot in that match. They go from the head to the leg, and then they tumble outside of the ring, and Dick Byer grabs Ricky Dozen by the head and starts giving like a running bulldog headlock into the post. Mm-hmm. And he does it about... <clears throat> two or three times and then when he attempts it for the last time Ricky Dozen picks him up and gives him a back suplex high and tight on the back of his neck right and I mean it's r- huge in Japan I, you know oh, head, watching head drops are huge for oh, sure yeah very careless yes uh, well and especially so one day we're gonna sit down and watch them all Japan um, and especially because I don't it's think not that like you keep saying that like I've never seen all Japan I, and I know that but I feel like your knowledge of all Japan is not uh, as up to snuff as your knowledge of New Japan. Well, no, like, I bring up New Japan because it's the only pro wrestling you have that streaming app. Yeah, uh, that is. Yeah, that it's essentially available that I can stomach in America right now. Yes. By the way, WrestleMania weekend, folks. <laughs> Well, the one thing, you're laughing, but I'm very proud. We've got a lot of guys from Vegas doing a lot of shows WrestleMania weekend right now. So Congratulations, yes. everybody. I'm glad you got work. Make, uh, make a dent for the West Coast, please, man. for the love of God. And make a fucking difference. I mean, there's nothing yes. you can do at the pond level. You uh, know what I mean? I, I think otherwise. You do. Yes. You've, look, I've had an ass full of the WWE, and it's been a slow burn. And yeah. it's only in recent weeks where I just kind of threw up my hands. Everyone, well, not everyone, but I'm sure people who have listened uh, in previous weeks, you know, could hear me crack when I was talking about... Uh, Oh, who's the Indian guy? The great colleague going into their Hall yes. of Fame. And I was just like, that's it. Yes. I mean, what the fuck are we doing? I mean, <laughs> yeah, it, nothing seems right there. No, it's so and fabricated from top to bottom that I can only ignore it for so long before I eventually go, oh, fuck, I need to take a break, which is yep. which is what has happened at various points in my life. Right. Yes. After Hulk Hogan, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels came in, and you're wearing a shirt with Doink the Clown on it. Yes, I yes, am. Yes, we all love Doink, but whatever. He was also there with Duke the Dumpster, Drosy. Drosy, and the Mantars, and the, all the bad fucking gimmicks that came out during that time that I just checked out. And I was a, now partially, it's not their fault. Yes, I was also hitting puberty and noticing breasts. That is a 
uh, yeah, man. rite of passage every <laughs> young man has to go through where they where they have wrestling in one hand and they got boobs and fingering in the other. <laughs> Sorry, Danny. You're, you're so delicate with your words. I'm so, <laughs> you're so I like the word fingering because it's funny. <laughs> but I'm sorry to any girls who are listening to this. But you know, whatever. Uh, but that's what happens when you're. Uh, by the way, now not interested. I'm not impressed by your vaginas anymore, ladies. <laughs> but <laughs> oh, my goodness. But they might have to try a little bit extra hard, right? But I don't think if a girl hit on me, I wouldn't know what to do. I'd just be like, ah, I'm fucking in my 40s and I don't give a fuck anymore. Sometimes it bothers me mm. um, because I I remember being very unattractive, which oh, right. is it, and which now you're it, super which, in shape, which <laughs> which is like I, I've seriously. I remember when I first kind of started getting in shape, there was a girl at a Chipotle that I would always frequent. Mm. And one day she just, she's like, don't worry about it. I'm oh, like, what do you mean? Oh, I'm like, she hooked you up. Uh, yeah. So, By the way, that's a thing they do. Yeah. Because I've had a girl hook me up at Chipotle. She was not hitting on me at all. Right. I, I said, what's this about? And she goes, oh, we're allowed to give away a, like a meal an hour. And I was right. like, what? Well, so this girl was a little bit different. It was always conversations every time I would go in and then finally she like gets my food and like, she's like kind of giving me like the butterfly eyes. And, and I just, the only thing I could think at first was, is like, okay, well that was very, very, very nice, I guess. But at the same time, if I was me back in the day, Mm. I don't think I would have gotten the free food. I think that I would have just been passed over. That's the way the world works. And that's sad. To well, me, that's a little bit unfortunate. Yeah, yeah it sucks yes. that attractive people rule the world. I yes. mean, that's the way that it is. But this yes. is wildly off topic. I'm gonna I'm gonna steer back. Yeah. So I dipped out of WWF during that time frame, the Doink era. Yes. <laughs> In spite of the fact that we all agreed that Doink was fun. But that entire product well, was not fun. No, for it's really interesting because what I'm noticing for for you and for myself is that wrestling as a package for you uh-huh. was kind of like there was a lot of different aspects and facets that made you a fan. Mm-hmm. And if all the criteria were not met, that's when you much like a lot of other people are like, well, I can't get behind this. Like it's not that okay. I've just, the, the, what it is is I've tried to figure it out. You know what I mean? Like right. I tried, I've, I watch and I watch and week after week goes by. And after a while you go, I'm not enjoying this. And right. I don't know why for, for me, the one reason I've never fell out of wrestling uh-huh. is and it's also very indicative of my behavior today. Like I just like matches. Like sure. for me, I I don't care if Doink the Clown, shitty fucking gimmick. Sure. It's a terrible gimmick. I'm not saying that I like anything about the gimmick, but Matt Bourne as well, why not a get wrestler, a maniac Matt Bourne t shirt? Well, because I you I'll tell you what, you find me a maniac Matt Bourne t shirt and I'll wear it. Bro, I found hold a on. Doink the, the Clown internet yeah. is right here. I, hold on. I, I, I found a Doink the Clown shirt and I bought it. And I will say this. Mm-hmm. Um and I've mentioned the match before, 
and all my wrestling students fucking hear me talk about this match all the time. Doink the Clown versus Marty Jannetty, two out of three falls on a Monday Night Raw. Uh-huh. And they there was so many elements in that match that are not utilized in today's day and age of wrestling. Right. Um, specifically callback spots. Um, whatever you can do, I can do better spots. Uh, receipt spots. Uh-huh. And uh, blatant... Um, adhering to the rules like they were like the they implemented the rules in that match in a way that was absolutely incredible right um and even the finish had the two doink finish and then it seemed like evil doink that was doink number two won the match but then macho man randy savage went underneath the ring and pulled the real doink out and the referee reversed the decision and it's an incredible an incredible example of things that do not happen anymore at all that would work in today's landscape. If people were more preoccupied in how they structure their matches, as opposed to how they structure their spots. Right. And for me, I think that's why even when there was lull periods, Mm -hmm. right? Like the attitude era, um, a match that sticks out in my mind is X-Pac versus D'Lo Brown. Uh, that was an incredible match. The one where D'Lo blocks the uh, Bronco Buster by just putting his foot up, and one one two three kid like eats it for the business right, right. in his junk. Yeah, um, he dives at you, dick first. Yeah, um, I can't remember what year the King of the Ring, but the year that Billy Gunn just kind of came out of nowhere, right, and just started like having like these incredible matches. And f- for me, I always turned off the main event i would turn off the promos Mm -hmm. i would fast forward through the rock if i could uh just because the promos never enticed me that much it was always the matches and that's the thing that i think the reason why i never fell out is because even throughout the time even in down periods Mm -hmm. there was some incredible fucking matches that happened without question yes but you not being affected by bad television doesn't does not mean that i and i'm not excusing it right because look let's be real there has been some bad television over the past 20 years a thousand percent um you know i remember i was talking to a buddy of mine about this this week and i was talking about how i remember the attitude era and how uh fix that lampshade over oh, there that's all right just kick it up a little so i'm not looking at the right light is that better yeah yeah okay um i was talking about how pre-internet um he and i well the internet was a thing but not everybody had smartphones yes and during the the monday night wars as it were uh you know, we weren't getting week by week updates from, you know, some teenager with a with a Facebook page. Or yes. Whatever. You know, we were essentially reading uh, after's Wow magazine. Wow magazine was an amazing magazine. Right. I really loved Wow specifically like PWI. I would flip through every now and again. It's too. It's yeah. Too kayfabe. Wow. Even just the layout of right. those magazines. What I actually did when I was a kid is because they were really smart with the way that they put the pictures in the magazine. Mm-hmm. My entire wall, like from the top to the bottom, just one wall of my room, I just took pages of WoW magazine. Right. And I just 
plastered them all out <laughs> and it just like some amazing photography and they like the coverage of ECW and WCW and WWE and it was it was such a cool time and more um but we like so at a certain point we stopped watching WCW and flipped over to the you know the stone cold era we'll call it yes right because WCW really lost its way and oh we, yeah at a certain point you know back then you would flip back and forth you'd be like oh commercial break let's see so what's going on on WCW something, something i've been dying to tell you my setup was different Did so you have two TVs and I, do that shit? i i had my TV and my VCR in my living room and i had my TV and my VCR in my bedroom right. and i would tape <clears throat> one or the other out there and I would watch one and then I would go in my room when one was finished and I would rewind the tape after recording it and I'd watch the other one. Ugh, That's how the, I digested This everything. is the problem with the business, folks. <laughs> guy's a fucking mark. Yes. Oh, <laughs> and, and I mean, the biggest marks in the industry yeah. are the ones that are dumb enough to get involved in it. Hmm. That's a good question. I don't know if that's necessarily true. I, I, I think that it's not. A blanket statement, but there's a lot of people. Hey, look. Yeah, you could be some jacked up guy who could have a basic, uh, under you know, a, a basic athletic background, right? And could shoot right to the top. All you got to do is have a couple of brain cells to rub together to realize, oh shit! All I got to do is handle some damage, learn some footwork, and run in the ropes and do all this stuff. And after a few years, some fucking jabroni who runs his own deal. Will push me right to the top just because I'm in shape. Yes. Okay, Terry, Michael, buddy, good to see you guys back. Hey, good to be here, guys. First of all, I'd just like to say this. I'd like to thank NWA, Jim Crockett, Channel 17, and Ted Turner for giving us a chance here in the NWA. Now, you know it's like this. A lot of the promoters around the country they blackballed the Freebirds. And the reason why is because we done wrapped too many cheers around people's heads. Now you know it's like this. I ain't gonna stand out here and say that we're the greatest wrestlers in the world. And I ain't gonna stand out here and say that we're the worst. But I am gonna say that we can swing a cheer better than anybody in professional wrestling today. So the there are some people that are like that. And like, once again, we've talked about people like Brock Lesnar. Right. We've talked about, I mean, Lex Luger was notoriously known for not really being a fan of the business before he got in the business. Which I don't but, necessarily believe. Well, right. I'm sure he wasn't a fan. Look, a lot of people weren't fans of the business before they got into the business right. back into the 70s and 80s. But they nowadays, were all busted ass football players, uh, especially yes. all those a lot of the people out of Texas. Yes. And but it's a little different in today's day and age oh, where it's a lot different. the majority of people because there was that period of time that they were trying to make underwear models into pro wrestlers. And they all had the same exact look because they were all on the same diet and they were all doing the same workouts and all that other shit. And they were just interchangeable. The ruthless aggression era was unfortunately, I think, plagued by wrestler A, B and C syndrome, which which is what um, they all they look the same. 
And then you had guys on the top of the card like Eddie Benoit and people like that. And but everybody else was just kind of the same person and not to name any names uh, specifically, but just go back and law resistance Mm -hmm. looked like almost everybody else on the roster. Yeah, my memory is they all look like Alex Wright. Yes, <laughs> like except just a little bit more buff, just a little bit more buff than Alex, Alex Wright. Wright. Was in great shape. He was in great shape, but he he was but just a fairly yes. generic kind of dude. Kind of, it's like the Miz. Yes. Hey, you're in shape, and you have a generic haircut. G- yes. Uh, and you wear the, this sort of monotone kind of gear. Right. And it, my eyes just drift away, I guess. And that's the thing that I feel like. So now you're in a situation to where look at the boom over, let's say the last probably decade, mm-hmm. if not maybe 15 years, you have people at the top of the card that are seasoned veterans. Yeah. And that were, that's why the story is old now. The story of the only thing that I ever wanted to do in my life was be a professional wrestler oh, is now every single fucking person's story. Right. And that's the thing is, is that I agree with what you're saying in the 70s and the 80s and maybe even a little bit of the early 90s. Absolutely. There was a lot of people that were like they were spotted in some place. Have you ever thought about professional wrestling? No, not really. Well, this is what it is. OK, I can probably make some money doing that sure. as opposed to now where we're all within the age group of being young when the attitude era was going on and everyone became a fan Mm. during a peak popularity. And then a lot of people decided to get into the business, right? You know, like even Kevin Owens is famous for saying that Jim Ross was the one that taught him English, right? Because he was French Canadian And he actually learned how to speak English, which I could only begin to imagine him trying to like shoehorn in some of those. This is a slobber. Yeah. And And that's that's very amusing to me when I think about it. But (laughs) it's just it's something he's in the lunch line at school. Good God almighty. I want some mashed potatoes. And, And it's something that I feel that. I see more people that are wrestling fans and I have encountered some people that weren't really necessarily wrestling fans, but they decided to use it as an option B and then they disappear Mm -hmm. and they don't stick around. Well, I don't know. In some ways they do. In some ways they don't. The right? one, the ones I've at least experienced on my level and I can probably pull well, yeah, three, but, you, but you're at the, lowest not, level yeah not to, right not, well, not, to, not lowest not <laughs> to degrade it but you are running a school yeah and it's you know it's a yeah there are there are uh promotions that are much inferior to you guys a thousand percent but if i were to grade it i would say yeah it's if if wwe and aew is triple triple a yes and ring of honor and mlw is double a yes uh, where, where you're going to be a and a half. We're working hard to break that mold. And once again, going back to the people that are working WrestleMania weekend right now. Well, look, there's, yeah. there, there's that, 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 that bottom tier promotion. Yes. Bare bones, bare budget, blah, 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 blah. Uh, yours is run much more. And the, the finished, product i don't like to use that word is we're, much we're more getting polished close. yes 
than the average one, if that makes any sense. That's what I say. A and a half. Yes. But um, I forgot how we spun off into this shit. So we started talking about neck damage, and then we started talking about <laughs> we spun off like video ten, games ten times. Then we oh stu- no no no! Yes. So, so reading Wow magazine. Yes, um, we would report to each other what you know all what was going on in WCW because we had to stop watching it. We stopped flipping back and forth because even when you switched from the commercial break, yeah, it was nauseating to watch. It was yes. terrible. And not just the the standout pole on a pole style stuff. Oh my God, the Vince Russo era of the pole on a pole shit. Ugh. It, it, but even just like the little things and the 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 people who were in the ring and you know ugh, the whole thing stank. Oh, they renamed all their 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 uh, pay per views. It was like greed and <laughs> you know what I mean. Yes. It was it was so bad that. I don't care how good those matches are. I can't sit through this. Right. I think it was still three hours at that point, wasn't it? And I think that uh, some of the highlights were the cruiserweight division um, for the well, late that, at that 2000, point, or the, I, mean, I mean the 2000s WCW. Um, but no, you're absolutely right. And it was a lot of it was if you if you listen to Vince Russo's take, right? Vince Russo's take was. That when he came in, he wanted to start from the bottom up. I know and the why, risk of I'm, no why. Yeah, but the risk of starting from the bottom up is is that you're going to have to have people become reinvested in your product. Right, and the network executives did not give him the time frame that he needed. I personally think there's a lot more to it than that. But if you listen from his side of the fence, that's what happened. Well, yeah. I mean, hey, look. He wanted to hit the reset button. Yes. I, as a perfectionist, can understand that. Yes. Because I've, on a lot of things in my life, like, like, well, that didn't go good. Let's start over from the very beginning. Let's yes. create, you know, when you're drawing or something like this sucks. You just, instead Crumple of just, instead of pulling out an eraser, you just tear the whole fucking page out and, and go, fuck all this. I, I've become that way with fucking video games, which is a fucking, oh, it's so frustrating. Like, I'm playing Tenchu for the original PlayStation. I just keep on restarting the same level and over and over again. So I understand that. But the point is, is that television show became so bad yes. that I just said, I can't watch this anymore. When TNA came out, I gave it a shot and I went, I don't like this. And I didn't watch it again for many years. And I had heard it's getting better. And I, uh, I think when they rebranded it Impact, yes, and I maybe they had gotten rid of the TNA altogether, and I tuned, and they went from the six sided ring to the four sided ring. I don't if that was it, maybe. But when I tuned in, I was like, "This is stupid too." Yeah, and so no more second chances. I don't. I've not watched an episode of Impact since. And I, once again, for me, I just like when it comes to segments and shit like that. I mean, even to this day, sometimes I'll force myself to like sit down and like, okay. I need to pay attention to what's happening now. And as far as segments are concerned, and we've both gone on record that we like professional wrestling. We sure. don't like segments necessarily. Like, well, I like it if it's executed it, well. But for me, the the thing that gets lost in translation is that you put too much of an emphasis on like 
and especially like kidnapping angles and things like that. Bro, I mean, that shit is fucking stupid. And it is. And then when WWE went on to like do shit like the eye for an eye thing Mm. and you're you're telling me that my man loses an eye and then he shows back up. A few weeks later and is completely fine. Yeah, with an and, eye. And <laughs> like that's like you say the term losing the plot. That is losing the plot. Yeah. You're you're trying to make professional wrestling a horror movie. And I feel well, they've lost the plot in so many ways. Yeah. In so many ways that it, yeah. it, it's to the point it's ridiculous. Like, uh, do you remember the South Park episode about the WWE? Yes, a thousand percent. And it was, you know, look. Whatever your opinions of South Park and wrestling, uh, doesn't matter. They're a satire show. They're not trying to take the piss out of anything. They're just trying to do a satire about a specific subject. And I think they nailed uh, professional, modern professional wrestling as a whole from an uneducated point of view, from a civilian's point of view really well right and but that's also can i describe it before you just breeze over it and basically it's shakespeare in the round (laughs) yeah i've never seen professional wrestling like this. yeah and every time they're talking about professional wrestler professional wrestling they're just using it as a metaphor for really long monologues like that was some of the best professional wrestling wrestling i've I've ever ever seen seen. but really he didn't do any moves he just went out there and spoke for 25 minutes Minutes. and and unfortunately man that's a thing that i've like i said i feel like if it's done well Mm -hmm. and i mean go and watch the uh, Kane Dewey promo from McFoley and ECW. Fantastic. Which is, and it came from a very real place, and it came and it came off as believable. Sure. And it's competition, you know. Like at the end of the day, it's a competition. It's supposed to be, I'm trying to beat you in order to gain more wins in order to be eligible for a fucking title. Yeah, this is a sport. There's a, a championship that the best person wins and you are standing between I and it. Yes. I mean, that's basically it. Now I understand you, uh, just through time, you want to expand those stories because, you know, only a handful of guys are going to be filling in that particular section of the show. Yes. So we got to fill it out with other stuff. But if you turn on WWE now, I mean, Alexa bliss is out in the ring dressed like a 13 year old with a head mic on, like she's Britney Spears. Yes. And it's, it's, it's preposterous on a, in a million different ways. Yes. Uh, 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 I mean, so many different things from segment to segment. It's like, uh, you know, I love to bring up the Miz, obviously, you know, every yep. time I bring his name up, my blood starts boiling because every segment that guy is in, it's like, good grief. I can't wait to change the channel. Did you ever see the show WMAC Masters? No. What was okay, that? So WMAC Masters um, was created during the Mortal Kombat boom. So speaking of Mortal Kombat boom, they got a movie coming out. Yeah. The that, trailer looks pretty good. Fuck it. What? <laughs> <laughs> That video game hasn't been relevant in how many years? I like the new Mortal Kombat games better than the old ones. Well, and sure, of the, course. And the but... first Mortal Kombat movie I actually really dug. Ugh. Not the sequel. Like, that, it, it was it was one of those things that, that was a movie, right? So, 
WMAC Masters was like a television show that was based around fictional martial artists mm-hmm. that had credentials and they would have these choreographed fights and it's like this person advances into the dark tournament. Was and this an American? It was an American show. So it's an American yep. show that is about a fictional tournament, like yes. a blood sport type tournament. Yes. Where guys were doing worked mixed martial Mar- art mi- max matches. Y- Yes. I wouldn't even call them mixed martial arts matches. I would call them like choreographed fight scenes like you would see in Power Rangers. Mm. And they would have these story arcs and things like that. And when was this? This this is during the period of when Mortal Kombat first came out. So so, uh, we're talking about mid, not mid, about mid mid 90s. And it was heavily produced. There was camera angles, there was cuts, there was all these things. Right. And like the Boneyard match, mm-hmm. um, that to me was an episode of WMAC Masters. Yeah, makes and, sense. And it was one of those things that, so now, and once again, Vince McMahon has gone on record and beyond the mat to say is like, we don't have a wrestling company, we make movies. Right. And I think that now, especially after lucha underground mm-hmm. okay so lucha underground lucha underground i thought at least did it right right and i because it didn't insult your intelligence for some reason you well, know what i mean like it never purported itself to be a real professional wrestling promotion out in the world right it was a television show about this fictional it was almost like the muppet show yes the muppet show isn't an actual touring show you know, where you're going to also get some sneak peeks behind the scenes. Yes. It, it was understood. This is a, a fun variety show. Right. Uh, about ridiculousness. Uh, yeah. Lucha Underground, the same. And for me, I feel like that's one of the big things that is a disconnect in the product is that WWE is kind of trying to do both. Right. And that's what. So look. You can't have it both ways. No, you can't. You really can't. You can't, on one hand, be like, hey, we want to you know, make this cartoonish shit yes. for, you know, for all the, the young kids out there, and then also get insulted every time you, you know, uh, insult our championship, because the nature boy Buddy Rogers had this thing, damn it, and right. I will, blah, blah, blah. It's like, that title ain't worth shit. And Pick it- a fucking direction and move in that direction, so I, at least I know... Okay, good. I can fuck off. And there's some people, though, that do like what's happening now. And I think and I think that that's something where it does become a flavor of ice cream. Yeah. Uh, And but to me, this is also look at the numbers. Yeah. Look at the numbers compared to then and now, which I don't even understand. I'm going to contradict myself here. The the Nielsen TV rating system. Sure. How the fuck are they even doing that now when the majority of people aren't watching live television? Well, because, no, you're assuming a lot. Right. The majority of the flyover states. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. They still watch live television. It's the, you know, big city areas where people have evolved a little, but it's still simple living, uh, you know, across the country. And that's half the country. Right. We all, you know, well, eventually what happens when they get a little bit more caught up, like that's the one thing is that like, that's the thing that's confusing to me. Cause I remember 
It's not that they'll get caught up. It's that, like, think about it. Like, a lot of those places, they don't have, like, cell towers close to their house where they yeah. can, you know, that makes just sense. have free that makes a, sense. A, a Wi-Fi or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's not as reliable. That's why that is. Fun, fun story. Uh, By the way, I just assumed all that shit. So yeah. if you're a, a backwoods hick and you want to send me hate mail, no. just do it at... Uh, Instagram at the Turnbuckle, Turnbuckle Boogie. Boogie. Yeah, yeah, man. So I actually got signed up to do Nielsen TV ratings a long time ago, like mm-hmm. in one of my first apartments with my first live in girlfriend. Right. And they came and they knocked on the door and they're like, yeah, you know, we're going to we're going to give you $50 for connecting to your television. And if you have more than one television, we're going to give you $50 for each TV. Right. And we're going to give you $50 for each electronic device. God damn. Do you want some semen too? I'm ready oh. to give all kinds of samples. So they didn't know whose door they were knocking on. And I'm like, each electronic device? I'm like, what would you count as an electronic device? Oh, any gaming system. Oh, really? <laughs> and I let him in, and then I showed him everything. Right. And Here's my Dreamcast. and my Dreamcast, yeah. Sega Genesis, Sega yeah. Master System, Nintendo, Super Nintendo. Did you have a 64. Jaguar, too? <laughs> I didn't have a Jaguar, but my friends did. But I... So he kind of looked at my setup and he saw the four televisions that were in this two bedroom apartment. Christ, you got a problem. Yeah. And then he's like, I'm going to get back to you. And then so I can't remember the exact math that I did, but I'm Mm -hmm. like, if they're really going to give me $50 for every single thing, I would have walked out with a lot of money. Sure. And then they he came back the next day and knocked on the door and he's like, we're going to have to cap it at 300. I'm like, that's fair. Damn, you got $300 just to do exactly what you were going to do? And I would always (laughs) keep the TV on wrestling. Like, anytime there was any wrestling on TV, I would just put that shit on. I'm like, Mm -hmm. there you go. So that uh, I wish that I would have gotten the full amount of money they said they were going to give me. But I took the $300 and ran with it. Right. Uh, Yeah, it's just... uh, you know, I want to like it. I'm a pro wrestling fan. But like I've said for weeks on this show, like I turn it on and even at this point with the sound off, I'm rolling my eyes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And and it's one of those things that I think for for myself, I can't check out. Right. You know, I and Well, it is look, for you, it's what you do. Yes. And, uh, but for me, I don't need to torture myself. If I find that I'm, you know, especially nowadays in the, the information age, you're constantly having stuff thrown at you. This is really why the wrestling industry is suffering is because everyone has so much shit thrown at them at all times. If you're not doing something that they even remotely like, they'll just tune out and fucking go get into something else that's being thrown at them. Yes. And things are being thrown at them all the time. Well, and people, whether YouTube but or people the, actually throw things at themselves too. We've sure. talked about this before too. Like we live in a day and age where people curate their own content. Mm-hmm. Like, and even though we talked about how there's some people that don't have access to a lot of things that most modern cities have access to mm-hmm. the people that are in modern cities, my fiance watches maybe she'll hook on one show watch it all the way through 
And the majority of the time she's looking at her phone on TikTok. Right. And that's how she processes her information. Right. And I'm not knocking her. I love her to death. Casey, she doesn't listen to the show, but if she ever listens to the show, I'm not trying to take a shot at you. But Well, look, that's a big thing. She is much like the majority of other Americans. Sure. And Well, look, here's a funny thing. I don't know why the WWE and their infinite wisdom have not taken the time, spent money, and gotten patents on to, to have... Because they've already fucking sold away the WWE network in America. Yes. Um, but I mean, honestly, that billion dollars they should have they should have kept the network and invested in a multimedia platform where you essentially bake Twitter into your own product. Yes. Or your version of it, where that shit would just come up on the screen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like fucking patent it and create the technology so that like your shit you know all, all your all the people you follow whatever their comments are on the matches that you're watching come in real time on the screen and you can have that fucking experience that everyone does where they're sitting there with their phone which and they're, they're already doing correct and in who knows you know like maybe that may be something that's going to come down the line and from what i understand the peacock deal is not going to be a forever deal which the whole entire thing is very confusing and all candor. <clears throat> like when I sit down and try to think about it, I can't figure out why they would do it and why they would do it. Yeah. For fucking a billion dollars. Right. <gasps> and that's a stream is a streaming platform that's new and needs content and needs to get as many eyeballs on it. They'll fucking now that buy, makes sense. They'll buy yeah. it. They'll buy anything. Right. Because, and it's always wrestling's always the last. It's always the, the cockroach of the fucking world because fucking Marvel and 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 Star Wars and Pixar are already swooped up by Disney. Disney, right? You know, NBC. All they have, if you've ever seen any of the promotional material, the shit that really draws them eyeballs are reruns of The Office. Mm-hmm. In fact, like uh, <laughs> when I got that email, like, "Hey, your shit's going to be canceled." And it sends you over to Peacock. It's like, okay, you could sign up right now for free, and you get the first two seasons of The Office. That was part of the like their pitch. The sell, yeah. And I was like, uh, and, and it was like, and other shows, and other shows, yeah. But if but you here's the if office. you if you sign up for five dollars or ten or whatever the fuck the price was, you get all The Office and other shows. I'm like, goddamn, they have these fucking shows are not worth a shit that they don't even mention. And I mean, like... So they wanted the WWE. Yeah, and of course, and now that when you say it like that, it makes a lot more sense to me. Man, The Office. It's a great show. It's it's something that it became such a cultural phenomenon. Even the bad episodes I'm into. Admittedly, I am not the biggest Office fan in the world, but there is something so admirable about just... It, it has just a chokehold on fucking society. And I feel like it's... Well, it's good. It's the same thing like uh, there... I mean, people still watch reruns of Friends to this Please day. Please don't. Please stop. <laughs> Please fucking stop Why? watching Friends. I'm not saying Please I'm stop. doing it. Please stop watching Girls Friends. Girls do it. Stop it. Knock it off. What's I, wrong with Friends besides I, the I, fact that it's a sitcom? I... I, I 
I used to be very, 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 very loud about things I didn't like. Right. And I would be very, <clears throat> I've been trying to be more mindful about that because just because it's not for me doesn't mean that it's not for somebody else. And it's well, look, as far as sitcoms goes, it's a decent enough sitcom. I, and I think that my beef is, is that I'm not a sitcom guy. Most people yeah, aren't. And I don't think they age well, unfortunately. Fucking laugh tracks, man. Like, laugh tracks. Right. There's YouTube clips now. By the way, you've been watching a sitcom, if you've been watching WWE. Right. They got laugh tracks and clap tracks and, and fucking... And it's <laughs> devastating, man. Like, the canned, the canned noise. Bro, I, I am scratching my head, because I hear, I hear that, you know, they brought in Edge... Yes. And they they've got to this point where it's going to be Edge versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania this weekend. They don't have any crowds in the building to to turn on, you know, to give it the Dave Batista treatment. Right. But at a certain point in this build, they the WWE is uh, and here's what I heard. They think the Edge looks by the day older and older. <laughs> Like yes. he's turning into a zombie, according to Vince McMahon. Um, Much like Vince McMahon and fucking self. Yeah, yeah. Like fucking pot calls kettle. What's up? Yeah. Like, well, hey, look, it's 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 the business. I, it's show business. I, of course. I understand. I don't necessarily agree with it, but whatever. That's his choice. But <laughs> just like that he brings him in for this big show and then realizes just mid mid build like, oh, crap. I don't like the way this is looking. Let's get Daniel Bryan in there. Right. So they have to start backtracking on their own build and start inserting boo tracks well, for Edge. But he, and, and this is this is the one thing that I'm going to say, too. And uh, this is what's going to be really fun. Mm. When all this is over with and when live crowds come back, yeah. let's see what actually happens. And let's see what the crowd actually reacts to. And that's why I think it's such a shame for uh, Edge. Yeah. And <clears throat> I don't give a fuck. Well, you remember what happened to Dave Bautista. He came yeah. back hoping like, hey, I'm going to have one last go and it's going to be lots of fun. And the crowd was like, fuck you. You're not whoever they were hoping what, what, for. Which was actually really surprising because like when he had the the spot on NXT, the crowd went ape shit. Like the crowd actually popped really huge, but on then NXT? it's like, yes, I don't remember. Th oh, th there was a little guest spot that he had on NXT. No, I don't remember this at all. Oh the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The crowd, the yeah, crowd you know reception why? for you, him was fucking huge. You know why? And it, right after Guardians of the Galaxy. Exactly. Yep. Guardians of the Galaxy became a huge hit, and he turned out to be. Oh, he's not a giant meathead. He's a guy with a pretty good sense of humor. We like him now. Yes. And, if, but if but then it went right back. He filmed Guardians of the Galaxy, then made that return, and people were like, oh, "What the fuck? I hate this guy." Yep. Which, admittingly, I was never a Dave Batista fan. I, I will tell you, I, I'm actually going to go and I'm going to go back and I'm going to watch some Dave Batista shit, and I'm going to try to watch it with uh, a different mindset. Because at the time, I knew he was going to be something, but I didn't feel like it was worth the while. Sure. But going back to Edge, um, it takes some a different breed of fucking human being to have a spinal fucking surgery on their neck. Right. To be able to be as old as he is, 
to get in the shape that he is. I don't care how far his eyes sink. That motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, that he's mother, got that Norwegian blood. Yep, yeah, and that motherfucker can still fucking go. Right. And he can still go. And what's what's the shame? Why wouldn't that be something that you would want to reward? Well, Why hold on. Would, let me get Vince McMahon on the phone. Right, yeah. You can talk like, to him directly. Yeah, I would love to talk to him about a lot of different things. <laughs> hey, you fucking old idiot. Ted DiBiase. Let me tell you something, boy. You got something that don't belong to you. It belongs to me. It's something that I've worked long and hard for. And ain't no West Texas punk gonna come and steal my title away from me like that. Because you know what's gonna happen? All hell's gonna break loose, boy, because you might have been a heck of a football player at West Texas State. But you're with the big boys now, and you got something that belongs to Terry Bam Bam Gordy. And that's the universal heavyweight title. Like I said, Ted DiBiase, I worked long and hard for it. And ain't you or nobody else going to take it away from me. I, I've got a funny feeling that this show will inevitably come back to bite me in the ass at some point, And I'm mm. okay with that because it's something that I've, I'm very strong about. All you got to do opinion. is pitch the blame. It wasn't me. Mm. It was it, that guy. Yeah, you're right. And I'm not going to do that. Or do what mm. every professional wrestler does. Hey, it was just a work, brother. Yeah, I'm not going to do that either, <laughs> man. Like I, I, But that, to me, in my mind... And especially because I had the opportunity to meet Edge mm-hmm. and I had a, a really, really good time with him and the short period of time that I had with him. For a celebrity, he seems like a pretty decent guy. It, um, ended up watching one of my matches. Right. Oh, yeah. You told us. And and just just like I said, it takes a different breed of person. Right. It takes a different breed of person. I think that he's somebody that should be commended and celebrated. Like that's and yeah. it, it, it's absolutely it's disheartening. Especially, yeah, to to come back to the even if it's fabricated and with the 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 fake uh, chants Noise. and all that shit uh, to get a hero's welcome and then to have the company go and to completely flip like what the fuck talent and skill right. and ability. And fucking drive and, and everything all you're these saying about things. him, I'll just go and extend to Daniel Bryan. Bryan because of course, and I love Bryan too. In my personal opinion, just probably the best technical guy. And man, so something I actually I did something very out of my nature today. Mm. I I went down, and first I Jacob Austin Young. Uh, donated me his old boots because he's going back to kick pads. Mm. And it, I wanted to spruce the boots up a little bit. They're a thin enough leather. Do you guys wear the same size shoe? Basically, yeah. Basically. Is Basically. there a little loose or a little tight? Because his, tight when, sucks. When he, his boots fit me better than they fit him. All right, fair enough. So he. Uh, I've never worn another man's shoes. 
Um, it, in wrestling, unfortunately, man, like there's oftentimes, hey, I forgot my boots, brother. Yeah, but my yeah. problem is, is that I wear size size fourteen. I you're gonna have you're gonna have a, Silas Mason. You and Silas Mason could trade boots. Thrill Billy, what's up? So, I I wanted to get a patch uh-huh. made uh, the Death Proof logo. That right. way, I can make the boots unique to me. Sure. Um, I spent three hours of my day calling a bunch of different fucking places trying to find a place that would make me a patch. And eventually the only place I could find was at the Boulevard Mall versus Pro Wrestling, which is a rival company to Future Stars of Wrestling, actually operates out of the mall. And I went down and I got the the patch quote and I paid for it. I'm going to go pick it up on Monday. And I just decided to kind of poke my head in to see what was going on. Mm-hmm. And there were two people that I was able to help out through a, a hard time. Uh, there's a new student that was trying to learn how to do a senton. And they were having a really fucking hard time with it. Their back was really fucked up. You can mm-hmm. see the bruising and the swelling. Help them out with some stretches and then taught them how to do it properly. And Never it, impressed by the senton. Just uh, putting that out there. And, and I know I, I know it's not one of your favorites. Uh, I, I mean, personally, as far as moves goes, I'm I, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm a big Dick Togo fan. Yeah, and that motherfucker senton was I'm gonna crush you. And it kind of should be that way. Yes, and he did it brilliantly. Samoa Joe, another but look. I'm another a civ- man. I'm a civilian. I don't know anything. Yeah, but I do know that uh, a guy doing a flip. And essentially hitting you with basically his head. Right. Well, or no, this, rolling through no, and just no, basically no. grazing you with so his this, shoulders. This is a different senton. Like, I'm talking about the, the back jump senton, not the flip. You're talking about just dropping onto your back. Jumping straight up in the air and crushing another fu- motherfucker with your back. Right. That's the senton I'm talking about. So I agree with you. It's kind of like the standing moonsault, right? The standing yeah, moonsault yeah, yeah. and the flipping senton are very much. Right. Oh, I'm, how, look how devastating that yeah, was. Very devastating. But it, I should be a commentator. <laughs> just shoot on everything. Oh, my yeah. God. How devastating. He probably won't get up from that. The, oh, wait a minute. Wait, no, he's going to get up from that. So and then I found out that they were also trying to learn how to do a twisting senton. And it's like, OK, well, the twisting is probably where you're hurting your back. And. <laughs> I brought up Bret Hart. Right. So Bret Hart on paper, what made him considered to be one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time for some people, I know not for you, was the fact that technically He's in the technically ring. technically sound. It, proficient. Technically proficient. No wasted movement. No wasted movement. Everything was executed. That Once again, the excellence of execution. Right. That wasn't just a fucking fun tagline. That was fact. Sure. Absolute fact. And no matter if you... And he took the extra care to not give you the same match twice. Absolutely. He, he was a brilliant mind. And he wasn't a good promo. He, yeah. he wasn't a, he came into his own with the uh, anti-America angle. Sure. And that were the those were the best promos in his life. But up until that point. Isn't it crazy that that was really just a couple of months? <laughs> yeah. But and it's like he finally figured it out and, and he was it, done shortly. And, and, and at least he figured it out. But at the same time, 
and I had, I, I told, and unfortunately I just met her for the first time today. So I, mm-hmm. uh, her name escapes me and she's in a relationship with the shade and I've known the shade for a long time. I've helped the shade out, but I explained to her. Stop. Yeah. You don't pretend that everyone who listens to this knows what the fuck you're talking about. Right. Duh shade. Duh shade. Is this is, a person that he's a, he's a wrestler. That's his name is the right. shade. <clears throat> Not so, the shade. His duh, name is like a D-A, last name. Yes. D a shade. The shade. Oh, okay. Okay. Shade. AKA shade. Got it. So, and I explained, I believe that her name is Faye. But I just told fam, like, no matter what, even if you can't be a character, as long as you make sure that your technique is flawless, you can be a wrestler. Right. Dean Malenko, technically one of the greatest wrestlers in the world. Sure. Okay. Looked like a wrestler, wrestled like a wrestler, couldn't really talk like The Rock, but he always had a position on the card. Sure. And... I originally told you today we're going to talk about. Well, I, 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 I texted you and said, what's yeah. on your mind? And you told me a thing. In, in hey, the, can I say one thing? Yes. Based on what you just said. Uh, anyone could be a wrestler. If we've learned anything from Hulk Hogan's wrestling factory, whatever that sh- reality show, celebrity wrestling, where, you know, a bunch of celebrities lo- essentially learn moves and fucking have a 10 minute match. Yes. Uh, they know all the moves. They 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 know how to do them. I don't know that it makes them. It make they can be a wrestler, but uh, working yes completely different story a thousand percent. And it's just something that all aspects are going to get you something. And if you lean in one way over the other way, it's going to be something. But you have to be a wrestler. You have to learn how to be a fucking wrestler. Right. It also helps if you look like a wrestler. Well, I find that there are three key things that make a great professional wrestler. What What's your three keys? Yeah, use this at your school, by the way. Yes. <laughs> I'm giving free tips. There we go. No, this is silly. This is bare bones basics. Yes. One. You got to look like a wrestler. Yes. That does not mean you need to be jacked up beyond belief. You got to look like you belong in there. Honestly, one of my favorite characters ever was when Bray Wyatt first debuted. When yeah, he was the Cape Fear. The, yeah, the Max Katie gear. Yep. He had the white slacks. He had the Hawaiian shirt. He'd take that off and had a black singlet underneath. Uh, had a, a leather gimmick on his hand. Whale and Mercy 2.0. Uh, I... I he did it better than in he my personal did uh, better than Wayla Mercy, and in my personal opinion, better than Max Katie. Yeah, I thought that gimmick was fantastic. Now, your opinion of how the company treated it after is 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 yours and yours alone. But that character, for whatever reason, you know, he's a backwoods cult preacher, you know. Uh, but for whatever reason, I never questioned for one minute, what is he doing in that ring? He just looked like he fucking belonged there. Yep. Despite the fact that, you know, he was just some compare, supposed hillbilly. Compare him to Husky Harris when he first debuted. Like night and day. Yeah. Night and day. 
But you, so one, you have to look like a wrestler. Hey, look, if you're in shape and you got some tights, uh, that's, that's the easy way. Well, not easy, but you know what I mean? That's a direct way to go. You got to look the part. Yes. Two, you got to be able to wrestle the part. You got to learn the moves. You got to do the working. You got to, you know, you have to understand this stuff. You have to learn that part. Yes. Part three. Well, you got to look like a wrestler. You got to wrestle like a wrestler. You got to fucking talk like a wrestler. Yes. You really do need to learn the psychology and everything that goes into the, and this is probably the most important one because this is the part that puts butts in seats. It's the reason why the WWE has slowly drained over years from the micromanagement and the scripted promos and all the stuff that goes into that. Because when you you look at these guys give promos, you can tell they don't have it in their eyes. Right. Uh, because they're not saying, and I know that there was a debate before when we've talked about it and the amount of speculation, because it was this is a conversation that we've kind of had before and speculating that, there's those guys are told what to say, where to look and what to do. And that's unfortunately the major disconnect. Right. Joe DeFalco, the very first promo I did in the FSW show, Joe DeFalco handed me a script and I had to go up to him and I'm like, Joe, I want to do whatever you want me to do, but I'm unfortunately going to have to use this as bullet points. I'm not going to be able to say this word for word. Right. I, I appreciate it, and I appreciate the and time and consideration. And it's not necessary. Look, the reason why it happens in the WWE is uh, one of several reasons. It's because they have deals with NBC. Yes. Billion-dollar deals, you know, that, you know, with I, Iran or whatever. And they give don't want the, you— Give uh, these uh, writers some work, yeah? No, it's not even that. I know. I'm joking. They have— these billion dollar deals and they don't want you to go out there that, and they don't trust you with a stick and you be like, you know, let me tell you another thing about Q and yep. Donald Trump. Even if there's nothing wrong with being an idiot <laughs> and thinking all this shit, it will turn a lot of people off and ruin billion dollar deals. And that's one of the reasons, right? Yes. Another one of the reasons is you just don't have the fucking skills. Yeah. You know, uh, and unfortunately, what this does is it causes a su- suppressing effect where the people who suck, well, they don't suck as much. They're passable because someone wrote some stuff for them to say and they're idiots. Yep. And this, so at least they got some. But the problem is, is the people with the capacity for greatness get suppressed to be just as good as those people who are just passable. Maybe a little bit better because they can deliver the lines with a a bit more emotion. Right. But ultimately that the, the entire presentation reeks of Shakespeare in the round. Right. And unfortunately that's uh, not my cup of tea. And I don't think no one's cup of tea is the real problem. And well, I take it back. It's a very small amount of people's cup of tea. There's some people that enjoy that. And it's unfortunate, man, because honestly, I think that, it's a it's a major decline, and I do I, I at least am holding out hope that matches are coming back, you know, mm. like real hard hitting, athletic right. matches are coming back in a in a huge way, which is absolutely fantastic. So sure. let's let's see what I changes. I don't I don't see it one hundred percent. 
Uh, I think they keep the circus mentality forever. Well, yeah. you'll have your hard hitting matches, you know, either sprinkled in the, the somewhere around the mid card. Yeah. Of the major players. Yeah. Because opening card, we got to, you know, open with the silly shit. Then the, then the serious fucking intense shit to sat- satisfy the marks. And then let's close with the big, the big marquees that we're hoping will turn eyeballs from civilians. Yeah. Right. That's the way it's been forever. And it's going to probably continue that way. Yes. What you hope for is to get a little crossover where you get a hard hitting, you get a stone cold Steve Austin. He's a guy who is a hard hitter and is a marquee guy, but it takes the, the, um, the foresight of the, person in charge to go let's go with that guy yes unfortunately that hasn't happened you know we've talked about cm punk in the past you know they had an opportunity to to go with him when he was pretty hot and revitalize the industry and they squandered it a bit they they absolutely squandered it it's like you can't reverse the pull of the trigger right and oftentimes much like the scenario that we're in now with edge they're trying to reverse the pull of the trigger when they already shot the gun. And <laughs> that's a good way to pull it. You're, you're literally trying to put the bullet back in through the barrel. And that's not the way that it works. Right. Which is devastating in its own right. Um, hold on. Let me take a sip. Yes, sir. So my, my three key ingredients to making a great professional wrestler. Yes. Here's the funny thing. There have been plenty of people who have had pretty sizable careers just having one of those things. Yes. If you can just wrestle, you can have a fucking career. You absolutely can have a career. Look if, at Spike Dudley. Yeah. Okay. Spike Dudley was, uh, didn't look like, great. Did, didn't was, talk great. He was small. He wasn't a good promo, but he had a sustainable career right. because he knew how to work. Or just think about people who can talk. You know, <clears throat> Paul Heyman. Yes. Not known for having 20 minute <laughs> matches. No. He's tar- an entire career of uh, essentially talking. And doing it in a v- amazing way. And then you have. Or there are people who just look the part. Right. And they get careers too. And sometimes their careers, I feel like some people that just look the part, their careers are not nearly as long. Heidenreich. Goldberg. Goldberg. Goldberg was, but Goldberg had a little bit more than just the look. Goldberg had the, he had the look. He had the well, intensity. I'm keeping it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keeping it I'm keeping it yeah. to the basic three, right? Yes. So that with just one of those things, you can have a pretty decent career if you're good at just one of those things. The greats are good at two. Right. Uh, <clears throat> you know, let's see. Rob Van Dam could fucking work. Rob Van, Van Dam could work great. and he looked great, but he Not didn't necessarily talk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, and then there's the tier above that. 
Heat and wave, just real quick, just sure. a real quick plug in. Heat Wave 9, or I want to say it was Heat Wave 98, and it was Rob Van Dam and Sabu against Jinsei Shinzaki and Hayabusa. Mm-hmm. The promo that they did, <clears throat> where they literally walk into a room with Sabu and Bill Alfonso and Rob Van Dam while they were hotboxing. <laughs> and the whole entire time, because Jinsei Shinzaki's name in WWF was Hakushi, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> somebody would like Van Dam would go to pretend like he was sneezing. Hakushi. Bill Alfonso said, bless you. That's the best Rob Van Dam promo. Right. Yes. Go but on. But then there's the next tier. People who have mastered all three. Yeah. And these people rock. are literally the people whenever somebody goes, who are the greatest wrestlers of all time? They name people who have all three. Ric Flair. Yep. Stone Cold. The Rock. Uh, we'll say The Undertaker. Yep. Shawn Michaels. You know, if they name all the same names. Yes, they do. But if you can get one of these things, you can have a career. Two, you'll be considered a great. Three, you're a fucking, you're being listed with the the best of all time. Which is something that I feel for me when it comes down to just wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, I feel like that's the most important piece if you actually want to be a wrestler. Now, if you have the gift of gab and you are not willing to get dropped on your neck, you can get yourself into a situation where possibly you can get behind a commentary table where you can possibly be a manager to where you can possibly be a backstage interviewer to where you can possibly be a referee. Um, But if you want to be a wrestler, you have to learn how to fucking wrestle. You got to learn the actual fundamentals and the basics there's just no skipping it if you want to be in that ring you could just learn the the basics and get by you might bore people half to death but if you make up for it in one of those other two areas yes you'll be fine you don't have to do senton bombs and all this super exciting off the top rope shit yes if you can cut promos or if you look like a million bucks yes but you do need to learn those fundamentals those absolute basics so i'm going to give you some some keys for just wrestling and this is important for anyone that is listening that is anticipating getting in the industry Mm -hmm. if you want to be a professional wrestler i believe that there is three keys as well just to get you in the door with working matches a good smile Mm -hmm. a sturdy handshake yes (laughs) Sturdy handshake is debatable. So um, you got to get your. Yeah, you give the guy like, hey, I'm so and so. And you give him the Burt Reynolds handshake. And he's like, Jesus Christ, this guy's. He can't work. (laughs) He's rough with with the handshakes. Get your diet right. Oh, yeah. Get your ring time and get your gym time. And it's become more obvious to me as of late. Uh, especially now that I've been, this is about my third year of really focusing on both powerlifting and bodybuilding. Right. And I can pick somebody up without cooperation. Now I can lift somebody basically over my head, not to the point of a military press, but I can hold a motherfucker for a vertical suplex. Right. I can pick somebody up and dump them for a German suplex. I can pick up, somebody for a body slam. I can do these things now because crazy that I've taken all that shit for granted. I've never had that issue. Right. And, and (laughs) that's, and that's something though, my bloodline, by the way, we're all built like linebackers Backers, and there's nothing wrong with that. 
if anything, I wish that I was built like a linebacker because I'd probably have a little bit of an easier time in the gym. But sure. It's genetics, man. Here with Michael Hayes and Terry Gordy to ask him about the latest developments in the con case. Michael, where's Terry? Bam Bam's back there, and you better leave him alone, man. I'm trying to get him to chill out. He's too upset on phrase he'll come out here and say something that you can't put on the air. Well, tell me now, did Akbar really outsmart you in getting the services of Khan? That low-life buffalo breath block-headed idiot didn't outsmart anybody, man. I've stated from the beginning, Khan was Bam Bam's friend. Any friend of our brothers, mine, and Buddy Jack makes him our friend. And all we did was try to befriend the guy. We tried to take him around, took him all around the country rocking and rolling, and tried to show him a good time. We didn't have him under contract. We didn't tell the guy what to do. We just tried to be his friend, and he tried to ruin. We just signed a big record contract with David Wolf, who manages Cindy Lauper, and he tried to put the spike on me. Mercy, you know what the spike can do. I know. That. He could have ruined everything, man. Well, I know, everything. but... Everything. I know, but it because looks... Because of you, Akbar. And I'm telling you what, maybe I did overstep going out there with your goons out there, but I don't care. Ain't nobody gonna run down my brother when he's not around, man. But it certainly appeared that there wasn't very deep friendship for Khan because he was... He took money from Akbart and then became a friend there. Well, I guess that's his friends. You know, like I said, his main friend was Bam Bam, and that's what made him our friend. Well, I want to talk to Terry. He's back here. Well, I just... Terry's his real friend. Terry, can he... Back up. See, I told you. Don't be putting your hands on this fan. This fan belongs to us. Nobody puts their hands on this fan but us. If I... I'll hit it. I understand. You understand that? If I want to take a dip of snuff right here... And spit it on the ground. I'll spit it on the ground. If I want, if I want to bring a friend of mine from Mongolia over here or Japan anywhere, if I want to bring him right here to Texas, or if I want to bring him to Nashville, Tennessee, if I want to bring him to Boston, I'll bring him. You understand that? I understand. It looks like your okay, friendship was very deep. Here, now, listen to here. Listen to here, man. No friend of mine is going to mess with my brother. Do you understand That's that? That's right. Talk to him. Hey, and let me tell you this, man. Especially three-on-one, three of them trying to jump on my brother. Hey, man, why don't they come here now? Yes, certainly. Now, see, I told you not to What's the matter out? with them now? Who are they at now? I don't really know here right we now. are. Yeah, yeah, here we are. If they want to get it over, come back tonight. We'll get it over. He is upset. I told you. Don't be putting your hand on my bed. All right. It is your responsibility to be able to pick another fucking person up over your head and then protect them on the way down. Correct. And if you cannot do that, then you are not going to be able to be a professional wrestler. You can be a personality. Right. You can be the, any of the lists that the I just... The ring announcer. Yeah. The whole entire list that I just ran down. Right. You can be those things. There's a lot of positions there that you can participate in if there's any openings, you know. Yep. And But if you cannot physically hold somebody up and if you cannot physically hold yourself up for somebody else you are not going to be able to do the core functionality that is required to actually be a fucking wrestler. Well, look, this leads us into what it is you wanted to talk about. You really do need to look the part. I went back and watched an old promo and I sent you a screen cap from it. Yeah. I always, uh, um, giggle, not giggle, but delight. I delighted uh, 
at any picture I get of you with hair. Yes. <laughs> yes. And it, <laughs> poor guy. It was it was the comb over. Yeah. Um, I had recently gone through a lot, a very rapid weight loss, but I was wearing an ill-fitting T-shirt. Yeah. Um, I had no visible musculature from my at least you had lost weight you know you were oh yeah that guy no i and i'm i'm happy with what i did when i lost weight but here's the problem the promo itself was a really good promo Mm -hmm. and it was a really good segment but it would have been even better if i actually looked like i belonged there right this is what i used to do you think sorry to cut you off okay do you think that you're the exception to the rule and that you're the success story because we all know a lot of people who probably don't belong show up, go, I want to be a pro wrestler. And you, you know, you look him up and down and go, this fucking guy. <laughs> right. He, he, you know, do you think you sh- doing the same thing, showing up, you know, looking like shit yeah. with, with a bad hairdo? Wait, well, and, and like the, the, from the haircut to the body type to the, shirt, to, to the clothes, it, I was wearing a mashup between an earthworm gym and army of darkness shirt. Jesus. But do you think that it's more common that these people should be given the opportunity to train and learn their way? Or is it, or, uh, and the success rate is more common amongst them? Or do you think you're an exception to the rule? Like the success I, rate is not good. I am. I feel like I am an exception to the rule. Right. And I feel like anytime I see somebody that comes in that doesn't have the clue yet, I give them the clue and I'm like, this is, these are the missing parts Mm -hmm. and it's up to you to do the work. But the problem is, is that you can't force them to do the work. So you can't force a lifestyle change on anyone, unfortunately. And it's like, it's like, if you're addicted to heroin, you kind of have to hit rock bottom. You absolutely do. And what my rock bottom for my weight loss was going to the doctor right. and I hurt my elbow in a match. I actually had it ripped out of socket. And Jesus then the, Christ. the only reason it went back in is because I was so overweight that my elbow pad was cutting off basically the circulation of my arm. But all I had to do is grab my wrist and it just went right back into place with how tight the elbow pad was because of how fucking fat I was. Right. And so that actually helped me, but it was really hurting really bad. So I went to the doctor and it was a doctor that I'd never seen before with my insurance that I had from work. And this, he was over fucking weight out of fucking shape. The doctor, the doctor left me waiting in the room. Like I heard him try to leave from the front desk. (laughs) He's trying to get the fuck out. (laughs) And and, and he goes up the front desk girl and was like, all right, I'll see you later. After I had been waiting in the, his room for at least an hour. And then in walks fucking Tweedle fucking dumb. And he's got a pack of cigarettes hanging out of his fucking pocket with his fucking stethoscope. He's winded when he goes to sit down and sit down and he's, well, you know, there's, let's look at it. And he like does some things to my elbow and I was like, well, and it doesn't really seem like there's a problem, but uh, you could probably stand to lose a little bit of weight. I'm like, okay. And he is like, uh, ideally, I think that in uh, a month, it would be nice if you could lose 20 pounds, but we'll see what track you're on in about two weeks. Hey, he ain't wrong. I went and I juice fasted and I lost 20 pounds in two weeks. Jesus. And I, as a fuck you, 
I'm like, all right, motherfucker. And that was the very first time. I like you're mad at I like you're mad at the doctor. Yeah. I, I I was absolutely fucking mad at that fucking asshole and I wanted to prove him wrong and it's the first time in my life I have ever experienced somebody that pissed me off so fucking bad that I wanted to fucking shut them up. Right. That, that that was that was like all right this is this is what I can do. Now going back to what I was going to say before and Back then when I sent you that picture, I would go and I would tell people, I'm a professional wrestler. Right. And they and, laugh. And and they would and they they'd be like, Oh yeah, backyard wrestling. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. And stuff like that. And like, no, like I'm actually trained, you know, and I'm professional. Right. But I had no proof of it. I had no flyers with my face right. on it because I didn't look the part. And, and no one's putting you on flyers because you because don't I, look the part. Because I don't look the part and all this other shit and I struggled so hard and it has only been within the last couple years. I will have people approach me. Are you an MMA fighter? Right. No, I'm a professional wrestler. Oh, that makes sense. What's your Instagram handle? And now that I look the part and now that I am the part, right? People actually fucking care. Right. And that's the, the big Hey man, it's part of the package. So many people uh, take it for granted, or they think that, you know, hey, so and so made it, uh, so that means I can get into it and uh, maybe skip by the gym. Right. And I don't know and, about that, and, man. And here's the thing, man: is once again, you have it's your responsibility to keep the other person that you're in the ring with safe. And if you're too fucking fat or you're too small to do that, I'm not discriminating. I'm telling you, you will not fucking stand a fucking chance in this world. You, and if you're able to figure it out, you can figure it out. But even like self appearance, right? Mm -hmm. So I used to always walk around wearing either cargo pants, black cargo pants that were ill fitting. Uh loafers with the cargo pants jesus and these obscure shirts that i would find are on, you homeless uh, <laughs> uh unfortunately the, the, there actually has there have been times in my life where i have been homeless right and i had this greasy love that broken home living unwashed comb over and, and kind of half long too yeah and half long it had to be long in order to comb it over and the Ugh. my facial hair was not groomed. I looked like a fucking schlub. Right. And then I hey, look. People's opinion on schlubs vary. Right? right. There are a lot of people. We mentioned CM Punk earlier. You know, part of the reason that he didn't get this quote unquote push brother. Right. Is because people behind the scenes thought he looked like shit. Right. And the, the the comment that went around about him is the same comment that uh, Cornette throws at Moxley, gas station attendant. Right. And to me... It's a little cheap. It, it, it's, it's a very cheap. And But here's the thing, though, and you even made Especially the post... Especially fucking Moxley, in my yep. personal opinion, might be the best worker today. Yep. He's going around territory to territory. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. He he did his thing in WWE. He's at AEW. He just lost to Josh Barnett uh, at Bloodsport, and those things are uh, no treat to be in. Right. <laughs> right. You know, he's going to Japan. Uh, 
I got to get me that Death Rider t-shirt. Yeah, man. And that's the thing is, though, is that I think that there's a lot of things about wrestling that are subjective. But the one fact about it is that if you actually want to be an in-ring wrestler, Mm -hmm. you have to be able to have all these things checked off the box. I've had kids that will walk up to me and like, Mom, it looks like a superhero. Right. That's and I'm not even that big. Right. But <laughs> now I I have a pair of very expensive jeans. I have fancy shoes. I I still wear cool T-shirts, but I'm not wearing a fucking Earthworm Gym shirt. Right. You know, although you've fucking started wearing fanny packs. God, God, that is it. man. Jesus I, Christ. That is something that Look, unfortunately, somebody, anyone within the sound of my voice, please tell Cody to knock this shit off. So I'll tell you this. I want you to just, if you just for a week, sign up to a gym and try to go in there with just shorts on that only have two pockets. First of all, it's not like I don't, I've not been to a gym. I'm not telling you that you haven't been to a gym. I'm, I'm telling you that there is a convenience of having a fanny pack. Bro, you put everything in your car and you lock it and you only come in with your keys. And then when someone breaks into your car and steals your fucking wallet, who looks like a dumbass? I keep my shit on me all the time. I've never had my car broken into. And I'm knocking on fucking wood, but I've had friends of mine that they will leave their gym bags in their car and somebody and will break into their fucking car. I've specifically tried to do as well as I could so I can live in a nice area. Yeah, spider so spider <laughs> warrior, <laughs> spider warrior. They uh, him and Damian Drake when they were a tag team, they went out to California and somebody broke into their car and stole their gear bag. Geez. And they were kids that did the smart thing and they got multiple sets of gear. Like thousands of dollars just gone because they left their gear bag in their car. Even if I have my rolly bag and I go to the gym, I bring it in with me. Mm-hmm. Like if someone steals my car, thanks for the fucking I favor. love this justification yes. for the fanny pack, bro. And by the way, yes. your fanny pack isn't like uh, it's it's p- packed to the gills. It's okay. like a giant brick that you can't. Is it, I've seen purses smaller than this thing. Um, I would like to unfortunately inform you as well as the listeners that uh, the West Coast Wrestling Connection fanny pack has unfortunately been retired. And I will be working on a new fanny pack uh, to carry around to make my life very convenient. Have Why don't you, you get have, yourself a wiener pump and then just tuck your wallet in underneath there? Have you have you ever lost your wallet before? No. Okay. You know what? And here's the other thing. I've completely cut my uh, a wallet out of my life. There you go. Look at this. Hold on. Where is it? So every new phone I get, people can't see this, so I'll try to describe it. Every new phone I get, uh, the smartphone, I get it's essentially a wallet that it snaps into. Okay. And I, I, the only... Th- Everything I need is right here. Okay, there's so my ID. What's there's a couple of bank cards. You, there's a little pocket for cash if I need it. You're you're from the military. You yeah. yeah uh, what, and it's one thing. The reason I, I love it. One thing less for me to go. Did I bring everything? Thing. Where you're checking. You already like, have. No, no. It. Everything's in this one thing. All right. So, military. What were you saying? EDC. Your everyday carry. Huh? Your every. Oh. Uh, you've heard of your everyday carry before? No, yes? I've not heard that re- re- referred to at all. You, no, really. No. So everyday carry was something that my granddad taught me, and his everyday carry would be a Swiss Army knife, his wallet, mm-hmm. um, making sure that all of his identification cards were in his wallet. Right. He had his chapstick, 
and he had his cough drops. Right. Okay. So for most people that are wearing pants, they have four pockets. Right. So you can find and compartmentalize. Five if you want to count that cute little one tucked into your right. Uh, deal. A, a lighter pocket or. Yeah. I wonder, what that's, yeah, pocket. I wonder what that's for. It really does fit a big lighter and nothing else. Yes. Uh, and it can fit guitar other, picks. Yeah, it can, it can fit other things too. So, <laughs> but for people that go to the gym and this is also coming from somebody that has lost their wallet with a lot of money in it, sure. their social security number, their credit cards and everything else. My everyday carry consistently requires this, my wallet, my headphones, Okay, a battery charger. If I'm away from home for so long that I cannot charge my phone, which happens very often. Jesus, I need to make sure that I at least have a protein bar Mm. readily accessible in case if I'm running too late. And if I have to get protein in my body after the gym and I don't have time to go from point A to point B, I have to have that. Why don't you just instead look, I'll give you another alternative. You don't, I'm not going to wear a fucking satchel. No. Okay. There's a, a, a brand called 511. They make tactical gear, like shit you find in the military. Although yes. they make it in colors instead of camouflage, they, you can get it in like black. I have a backpack, 511 tack gear backpack, you know, in case I want to hang grenades off of it. Yeah, so. I, I, I have my backpack too. All right. Yeah, so... My You'll back, at least look like a man. <laughs> right. But my and my backpack has my weightlifting belt and my knee sleeves, depending on the type of shoes that I need to wear and for the activity. Bonus, not only is it holding your wallet and your balls, but you can also throw a couple of dumbbells in there to give yourself an extra there we go. to weigh you down on the treadmill. So un- unfortunately, I and I will defend I will still defend my fanny pack use. Ah! I will always defend my panty pack use. I I have I I carry so many things. There's got to be a different name for it. Okay, fucking wrestler bag. (laughs) Even wrestlers. Well, actually, that's not true because all the marks from your age group who have now become wrestlers ironically wore it, but you are like, go, no, this is perfect. Go back and like find pictures of the road warriors wearing Zubas and fanny packs. But the point is, it's not just exclusive to today's day and age, but brother. the generation between them and now, right? They, they got wise. They're like, what the fuck? I can't be a celebrity. If I got this giant fucking Michael Hayes, fucking belly one of the most iconic pictures of the rock outside of a wrestling ring is him next to the christmas tree with a black turtleneck a gold chain and a fucking fanny pack right and you know why because he looks fucking stupid yeah And, and 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 regardless the thing like now granted am i gonna wear my fanny pack to a formal occasion fuck no i'm not gonna wear my it fanny pack to a michael, formal occasion let me say this it doesn't stop michael hayes it do, this guy <laughs> for some reason shops at the mall for all of his his pimp suits that he wears and yes. then just throws on this fucking fanny pack on top of it like and because but, because back in his day that was a staple yeah yeah but the, uh, now he's not wrestling and he has pockets for days because he's got on a vest and a shirt with two breast I, pockets underneath I, it. I, I can't wait for Ascot. us. I cannot wait for the next WWE live event to come and we will go and yeah. then we'll play my favorite game. 
spot the old worker because <laughs> you, the, you the tang top. Oh, bro, trust me. I, not only do I play spot the old worker, I play spot the the new worker, the yep. guy who's jacked up and super young yep. and by himself. Yes, <laughs> you know, uh, and but has not graced the school yet. You know, he's yep. thinking about it. Um, by the way, subject on the subject of Michael Hayes. As this episode is going to be called Terry Bam Bam Gordy. Which there was a debate before whether it should be Bam Bam Terry Gordy. Well, it wasn't a debate. Not okay. As I was creating the, the, the recording file, I was like, wait, is it Terry Bam Bam Gordy or Bam Bam Terry Gordy? Anyway, the consensus was Terry Bam Bam Gordy. Thank you, James. Uh, and yourself. Yes. You, you both agreed. Uh, and that would have been my pick as well. But the point is, is in preparing, you know, I try to preload the clips that I find. Yes. Of various promos or whatever I find. And um, uh, I got to tell you, folks, I'm going to do you a favor. I'm not going to play the legendarily bad music video by Michael P.S. <sighs> Hayes, Freebird Road. But if you want to torture your ears and your eyes... <laughs> I encourage you to go ahead and punch that up into YouTube yes. and 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 buckle up for a bad time. I mean, I don't <laughs> want to make fun of a guy for grieving, but this video is <laughs> it's so bad. I mean, he essentially cut a video, a, like a corny 80s music video to this really bad song that he either wrote or probably co-wrote. Uh with him essentially singing around the grave of Terry Gordy. Gordy, yes. God damn it. It is hard to watch. And, I mean, uh, just to kind of sing some Terry Gordy praises real quick, man. If you want to, if you're a big boy and if you want to learn how to work like a big boy, <clears throat> watch some fucking Terry Gordy. Fucking dope. Hey, what was the name of his tag team with Steve Williams? Uh, in Japan, weren't they called like the Mirac Super Death Machine? Miracle or something? Violence Connection. That's right. Which is dope. Like, it's a great Japanese. We don't fully understand English, you know. But here you go. Yes. Miracle Death Connection. Miracle Violence. Connection. Violence Connection. Yes. Good grief. I think. Uh, by that, the way, if you're in a ring and you're looking across it and you see Bam Bam Terry Gordy. And Dr. Death Steve Williams. You might be out of the business the next day. I would probably yep. quit. Like, fuck what, this. Um, I want to live. What's your opinions on Dr. Death Steve Williams? I'm not particularly... He has a very unfortunate looking head. <laughs> fuck. There's no nice way to put it. Look, it's it's show business, and he's not a handsome guy. And But I think that was the appeal. Bruiser Brody wasn't you know what handsome. I, look, uh, yeah, well, yeah, you're right. You got I'm not, I'm, I'm, I was about to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, what I was going to say is uh, um, something funny about that time period. It's the same advice I would give, let's say, I, I'm a big fan of Saved by the Bell, the old TV show. I know they've rebooted it, but I don't have Peacock, so whatever, fuck it. And I don't want to watch it anyway. But for years, uh, Mario Lopez essentially had a fucking jerry curl on that show yeah during a time period where i cannot say that that was a a cool hairstyle and no no one bothered no executive on that show bothered to sit him down and go hey look 
we're going to give you a high and tight. We'll be curly on top, but you'll look fucking smooth as a motherfucker and you will be slaying some vag left and right. No one ever gave him that talk. No one ever pulled a lot of these 80s wrestlers and probably before off to the side and went, hey, look, you are in great shape. We love the chest hair. I love your I love your gear. These boots, these boots are killer. We need to do something about the fucking mullet or the hair or whatever the fuck it. You know what I mean? Like that would be one step to helping. Because think about it, he was in that brawl for all with that now, terrible fucking haircut. And now and unfortunately, man, like let's go. Are you comfortable just going a little bit longer on this one? A little bit more, just a little bit more. So the most unfortunate part about I think the legacy of Dr. Def Steve Williams was the brawl for all um, for anybody that needs to go and fill themselves in with a little bit more information. I don't, about it, I that. don't think anyone outside the industry cared too much, honestly. Right. Uh, it was not. It was not. Look, let's face it. The NWO was in full gear at that point. Yeah, uh, that that the the what's the term I wanted the something the worm had turned. Yes. Uh, where most people were watching a very exciting WCW show every week. Yes. And the WWE was scrambling to find something interesting and completely missing the mark. And if it didn't line up with the commercial breaks, people just didn't see it. And they were very smart in sort of timing WCW's commercial breaks with get Stone Cold out there or get, you know, whoever out there, you know, um, they did not put the brawl for all on the commercial breaks right. to the point of, I don't remember ever seeing it. I remember seeing it because I was very intrigued by it. And that was the thing that unfortunately the dark side of the ring can cover anything that you want to know sure. why the brawl for all was doomed to fail. And I honestly think yeah, everyone has the benefit of hindsight, right? Of course. I think that the most unfortunate thing is, is that, Dr. Death had a reputation about like amongst being one of the toughest motherfuckers in the world. Sure. Um, a reputation in, earned by in a oh, thousand percent in his heyday. Whereas when they brought him into WWE, how yeah. old was he at that point? Well, like, it was, it was to be a final run. Right. And so instead of giving him a final run, that is, carefully constructed and orchestrated and pulled off flawlessly. They like, Oh, well he'll just be able to murder everybody. And then when Bart Gunn ended up being the sleeper in it and then fucking the amount of injuries and all that other stuff. Well, the problem is, is when you have a bunch of untrained people do the thing that you need training for, yes, you end up with a luck draw, yes. right? Uh, you, you could have a, uh, notorious, you know, all, a lot of these guys were notoriously tough. Some yes. of them might question what they were doing in there, but right, um, and even the structure of the rules. Yeah, I mean, they they were really unprepared for a lot of it, and people went in there not knowing really what the fuck to do. It was so fucked up that Dan the Beast Severin, who is an actual fucking professional fighter, after having one fight in the brawl for all, was like, "I'm out of this. I'm not doing this." Yeah. Well, he was smart and realized this is stupid. Yes. You know, he was a former UFC champion at that point. One of the greatest fighters of all time. Yeah. And, and if, one of the most impressive mustaches. Oh, thousand percent. And what would it tell you 
if one of the most not in wrestling, one of the most badass people on the fucking planet right. says, "Yeah, this isn't good for me," like right. and because everyone was out there very sloppily throwing wild punches with no grace whatsoever. And then how the fuck are you supposed to take somebody down when you're wearing boxing gloves? Yeah, exactly. And the whole entire thing. 16-ounce gloves, too. Let's yes. be clear. Like the big ones and, that they sell at Kmart. And then when you have Bart Gunn win the thing, instead of actually awarding him with what he was supposed to get, a main event title shot at WrestleMania yeah. against the champion who was Stone Cold Steve Austin at the time. They bitched you him then, out. Yeah, and then like, you want to know what, man? Fight Butterbean. <laughs> just, just fucking fight Butterbean. All that, all that effort went into that shit and then just buried it all with it, with uh, less than 30 seconds with Butterbean, by it, the way. And Butterbean was, cleaned him out quickly. Of course, because he's an actual professional train, fucking boxer train, and that... Yeah, he, he, look, he's not he's not a uh, typical, you know, he's not Mike Tyson. He doesn't fit into any weight category. He's in a super, super heavyweight category by himself. So that's why all yes. his matches were like four rounds long and, and, and they were really just exhibitions of, hey, look at this giant fat guy who throws these devastating punches. punches. And so compare the fact that he's a trained boxer to... Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather, right. where the amount of time that McGregor had to prepare for that fight <clears throat> was very, very long. And by but the way, I saw it. He did not do terrible. He did not do terrible. But at the same time, when it comes down to it, though, there was no way he was going to win. It would be a much different fight if it was a mixed martial arts rules fight. Oh, duh. It, but once again, though, like, and that's the thing is, is that you, it was just so devastating because I had the opportunity to meet Steve Williams a few times before mm -hmm. he passed away. And he was such a kind person. And like, honestly, one of my favorite matches of his was against Kenta Kabashi. Mm -hmm. And it was the perfect example of the formula that people try to follow now without realizing it, the falsy formula. Right. And it, it, an absolutely incredible match. And it, just, they could have, they could have taken care of him. They could have fucking taken care of him. They didn't fucking do it. Well, they could for everyone if they want. Right. Someone's someone's got to be on the bottom. Poor guy. 